0: You may not realize this, but there are actually more ways to do it right than to do it wrong. I'm going to dig a little deeper into this concept next. My name's Jeff Bajoric, and my career in sales has been a hell of a ride. And I want to bring you along with me. If you prefer to sell things at a premium, if you never want to win a deal on price, price you have a choice. rethink the way you sell. Welcome back to the show. My name is Jeff Bajorek. I'm your host and I'm here to help you rethink the way you sell. Playing a little hurt today? I know my voice sounds a little bit different than it normally does, but hey, production schedules are what they are. I feel pretty good, just a little distracted by this seasonal, whatever it is, allergies, cold combination of it all. I've been doing a bunch of yard work recently because it's springtime and I'm excited, but um, hopefully it's not too distracting for you because I've got stuff I want to talk about today. You know, kind of tying a bow, at least on the interviews from this season. And, um, you know, I thought that, ending with Jen's discussion from last week. Um, Jen Allen Knuth was on with me and she was talking about how there are so many versions of great. And I just, after I recorded that, I was like, oh yeah, we're ending here. This is where it has to end because she really tied a bow on the concept that I'm talking about right now, which is sell like you. And I mentioned this at the top of the show, there are more ways to do it right than to do it wrong. And that's an interesting perspective when you think about all the ways you can screw up, but that's, I think what most salespeople are so worried about that, you know, the possibility of screwing up actually feels bigger than it actually is. I mean, there are so few ways that you can screw up a sales process. There are so many ways. I'm sorry. There's so few ways that you can actually offend someone with the way you talk to them. And, you know, I've done this with clients before, you know, particularly when I work with people in professional services who are like really sound subject matter experts, very passionate about what they do. And then you tell them, okay, now go find some business and they clam up. And I've been in the room with these people and and I say, okay, great. Raise your hand if you're afraid that you're going to mess something good up. And 90 plus percent of the people in the room will raise their hands. And it's like, yep, okay, know exactly what you're talking about. Let's break that down. And then over the course of the next few months, as we work together, some things start to come to light. You see the light bulbs go on over their head metaphorically. And then at the end of the engagement, I bring it back to that same Uh, you know, kind of concept. I bring it back to that same question. And I go around the room again. I say, okay, who thinks you could screw it up now? And nobody raises their hand because you realize that good intentions and curious questions and just good, generous people skills go a whole long way. And when you recognize that you're just trying to help people and you're really trying to provide value to people who would benefit from that value, now all of a sudden the paradigm shift is complete. Well, of course, if you have subject matter expertise and you're so terrified of selling because you can't redefine it in a way that suits you, you've heard me talk about that. Go back a few episodes if you need me to talk about that some more because I've discussed it here. But When you recognize what selling is and what it isn't, And when you define it in a way that you can see yourself doing it, now it's a means of providing that value. It's a means of being passionate about the things uh, that you know very well. It's really about helping people. And that reframe is really powerful, but it still requires a lot of courage to kind of step out on a limb a little bit. You know, it's interesting. I say that salespeople don't want a whole lot. Salespeople just want to do a really good job. They want to do really good work for people who need it, and they want to be recognized for doing that good work. And additionally, because the recognition isn't always the same as the payment, but additionally, They'd like to get paid for it too, right? I, I'm I'm really good at this. I know I'm helping people. I know there's value to that. And if I could get paid for this, then I wouldn't have to, you know, go work and do a, you know, get a job doing something else so I could afford to live, right? There's there's no reason that I can't get paid as a career for the problems I help other people solve. That's all selling boils down to. That's all salespeople want. At the end of the day, they want the recognition more than the money, almost unequivocally. But the flip side of that. Is also very interesting. The last thing in the world a salesperson wants to do is let somebody down. They don't want to let their client down. They don't want to let their prospects down. They don't want to let their managers down. They don't want to let their companies down. They don't want to let their families down. They don't want to let themselves down. And, you know, look, there are hundreds, thousands of psychologists out there who just love taking apart salespeople's and their psyches, right? I mean, it's such a fascinating study. But when you think about it, that fear of screwing up is actually the biggest thing that gets in the way of you doing your best work. So many people would sell out their individuality for the sake of mediocrity. And that's just really where every salesperson sells themselves short. And so at some point you have to make a decision and, you know, go back to episode two of this episode where I talk about the sales success cycle and I talk about breaking that vicious cycle, right? Of doubt and mediocrity and shame because that cycle will take you down and it will beat you up. It will chew you up and spit you out as it does so many people who feel like they just can't get it. They don't know why they can't get it. They try to lease a, another uh, method. They try to lease another blueprint or something like that. And they can't do it. They, they they can't make someone else's work work for them. There's always something they're giving up. And when you try to do it like someone else, you're actually giving up some of your own integrity. And that just, that that leaves you feeling hollow. So at some point you have to flip that script you have to flip that cycle around and when you have your integrity that integrity instills belief and when you have belief that belief enables your performance and when you perform in alignment with your integrity that fulfills your integrity the cycle flips and continues but you have to make a conscious choice to do that So what does it mean to sell like you? Well, in short, it means more pipeline. It means bigger deals that close faster and more often. It means more customer loyalty. So there's less churn and it means a culture on your team where winning is expected and everyone's having fun. Now, if this sounds like something your team needs, go to jeffbajorek.com forward slash services and find out how I use this approach to help teams like yours create world-class results. Now back to the show. Now, earlier this season, I shared with you what my kind of end of the road, rocking a hard place situation was my do or die moment, my I'm in doing it this way or I'm out altogether. That's what it took for me. That's what it took for a lot of people to realize that it was one way, their way, or it wasn't going to go at all. But here's the secret. I want you to you know, lean in a little bit, <laughs> right? Lean into your earbuds. <laughs> but you don't have to let it get that far. You don't have to wait till a do or die moment. You don't have to wait until all could potentially be lost. You need to make the decision that if this is worth doing, it's worth doing well. And there's no better way to do it than the way only you can do it. I I actually can't remember if I shared this story with you on this show or if it was another show or if I was just talking to uh, other people about this. Um, I've told this story a couple of times, but I was at Outbound last fall and uh, there was a spot to fill uh, for one of the workshops and Jeb Blunt sends me a text. He's like, hey man, I know you got good stuff. Um, We've got a slot for you because of an emergency. Like, Are you able to stay an extra day and can you fill this slot for me? you know, can you deliver a workshop? And I said, sure. What do you want me to deliver? You know, and we went back and forth about some things. And and at the end, he just, he says, hold on, man. I don't need you to try to fill a slot. I don't need you to try to come up with some content that you think other people are going to want or that you think I want to see you deliver. He says, I need you to deliver what only you can deliver. That's why you're here. That's why I asked you. I didn't ask you to try to mimic somebody else. I didn't ask you to try to contrive something. What do you work with your clients on? What does the world need to hear? And I'm going to put you on a stage to help you deliver that message. That was really powerful. Because, you know, look, even I need to hear that sometimes. I certainly know you need to hear that. And here's the thing. Even if you've been through this, then it's going to happen again. You're going to run into this roadblock again. Because that's what growth looks like. I had a client come to me just last week, and he said, "I I think I'm running into imposter syndrome here. I've never really had that happen before. I I don't know if I, I really don't know how to, met, how to how to tackle this." The first thing I said was, "Congratulations," because it means you're pushing yourself. It means you're growing. So the thing is, you run into this sales success cycle. You run into you know where where belief instills or enables your Uh, your ability to deliver, your success. And when you succeed in a way that aligns with your integrity, that cycle continues. But then you get put in a new position. You grow into a position where you have to make a choice again. You're faced with a situation you've never had to deal with before. And you have to trust your instincts. And it is so difficult to do because you're the one who gives you imposter syndrome. You're the one who thinks they're all going to laugh at me if they found out what I was really about, and, you know, once they realize that I'm faking it, no, you're not faking it. You were put in a position to grow because the people who put you there believed you could grow. You need to believe you can grow. And the ultimate sign of that belief is saying, yep, I'm ready to do this. If I were in this situation and I didn't worry about, you know, following a script and this is how I would do it, no blueprint for this it's wide open it's blue ocean right and it's yeah I, I, this is how we have to go and you have to be willing to fail in order to do your best work it, it, something you know your ultimate success has to be worth failing for in order to, in order to achieve it that's a terrifying concept to explore but ultimately that's what you're here to do but your, feel, your your fear of failure rather is what is continuing to drive you into mediocrity it's preventing your ultimate success and only when you're willing to fail will you actually succeed to the best of your ability so when you recognize that all the ways you can do it right far outweigh the things you can get wrong and I mean, just do the math. Look at all the top performers out there. And then when you recognize that the people who fail usually fail because they're not willing to do it their own way, the math starts to look a little bit different. The possible outcomes start to look a lot more enticing. And look, there's, there's no way I can logic you into making an emotional decision. We know that about selling. But if there's anything I can do to reframe your own perspective around the potential for failure or the potential for failure, then I'm happy to do that. That's what this podcast is all about. So go back, listen to those interviews. Listen to Jen. Listen to Leslie Venets. Listen to Jason Bay. Listen to David Premer. Listen to you know, Ravi Rajani, listen to, I mean, I don't need to list all of my guests, but go back and, and listen to when they talked about the point that they decided, well, no, this is the way I think it needs to be done. And to some, it came a lot more simply and a lot more easily than for others. But what drove that decision in every one of those cases was a recognition of some of the subtleties. And some of the non-advertised benefits, almost, of their mentors. And wow, I noticed... And Jen just talked about this last week. I noticed the command in the conversation. I noticed some of the non-verbal things. I noticed... You know, all of those things just go to show you that everybody has their own style. And that's the point. So... What I've tried to do with the season and what I will continue to do in the undertones and overtones of the the seasons to come in the future are going to have those in mind. And I'm going to bring people back for interviews. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk more about this because you you never run out of stories. And quite frankly, there are a lot of people I wanted to bring on this season that I just couldn't because we didn't have time. I've got something very exciting I want to get into in season five. And um, so it just made sense to put a wrap on things right now, but where we are at the moment is a very powerful place. And I want to encourage you to take the steps to trust yourself. I want to encourage you to recognize that you never sell better than when you sell like you. And I've given you the blueprint here to lay the groundwork and enable your greatest success. It's there for you. If you want it, I've shown you how to get it. If you need the support, I can help you with that too. So next episode, I'm going to lay out the seven steps to sell like you. And that is going to be basically a thesis for what season five is going to be, where I'm going to go into greater detail. So, you know, next week I'm going to, I don't know what it'll be, 15 minutes or so, uh, but I'm going to lay out the, the, the phases, really a, a business development plan is what it is uh, for how to bring your best and your best version of yourself to your sales career every day. And it's very, very simple. And what it requires is you just being willing to lean into it. But I'm not gonna give you anything, I'm not gonna tell you to do anything that you cannot do, and I know this. I think you're really gonna appreciate the step-by-step process for how to do your best work. So really looking forward to that. Thank you for tolerating me and my raspy voice today for the last 15 or so minutes. Really excited to uh, get you going. Uh for next week's episode and then we're really going to lean into that concept and that framework going into season five So thank you as always. There are so many choices There's so many ways you can spend your podcast listening time I'm grateful for you to spend these last few minutes with me and i'm really excited about where we're going to go from here I can't wait and i'll talk to you soon Rethink the way you sell is a pot about it production It's mixed and edited by doug branson with music by Blue Dot Sessions and Doug Branson. This podcast is masterminded by Jeff Bajoric.